police in the morning. You've never seen a comedy quite like this one. When a wacky professor builds a machine that makes people invisible, he tests it on a beautiful model, Kitty Carroll. But gangster Blackie Cole is out to steal it since invisibility would be an asset in his criminal pursuits. Filled with laughs and creative special effects that make it impossible to predict who will appear or disappear next, this delightful comedy also stars film favorite Margaret Hamilton. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Here B movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are back for this special edition of Universal Monsters Movie Month. And uh, this year we're uh, taking a look at The Invisible Woman from 1940, which if you haven't guessed, is part of the Invisible Man series of movies. And uh, you heard with the back of the, or the, the insert for the Monsters Legacy Invisible Man collection had to say about the Invisible Woman. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties top and bottom three. Paul, why don't you start it? Alright, let's start with the bottom first. Oh, this will be easy. Yeah. And we can try to, while we're doing that, think of anything positive about this. Alright, number three. I really was not a fan of the humor in this movie. I could appreciate absurd comedy and puns and stuff like that. But I find most of the jokes in this to be really forced and lame. I get it was the 1940s, but I've seen films from that time period that I actually was entertained by and thought were funny. There were very few gags throughout this movie, if any, that I actually thought were genuinely funny. Number two, I hated every character in this film. I hated the invisible woman. I hated the scientist. I hated the rest. They were all just unlikable and annoying. The original Invisible Man may have been a crazy, evil, murderous egomaniac, but, you know, I'd rather be around him than any one from this film. And number one, this movie is just so fucking boring. The majority of the runtime is little more than characters awk talking awkwardly while they fail to be funny. I got the impression that whoever wrote this film only had, like, a general premise figured out and just told the actors to improvise, hoping that a, mo a movie would just kind of happen. And, yeah, it, it didn't work at all. And it's sad because this movie has the second shortest runtime of any of the Invisible Man legacy movies at an hour 13, which is two minutes longer than the original Invisible Man and, like, five minutes shorter than the next shortest one. And uh, it, it feels like the longest movie of the series so far. Felt like, like it was longer than all those combined. My God. So, for me, number three. They try to portray the butler as a buffoon, both physically and mentally, for comic relief. But it just doesn't work for me. I don't know if it's, it's the actor just can't pull off the buffoon, or if it's just the writing is so bad for his lines and his slapstick. It just, it feels off-putting and out of place in the film. It kind of almost felt like there was, like, before every, like, gag, it was like, hey, we're telling a joke. It's, it was just awkward and weird. Number two. There are a few times when Kitty is invisible, but part of her skin can be seen. For example, when she's taking off her dress in front of her boss, and you can see her belly before there's a jump cut, and there's, you know, nothing to be seen. There's a lot of errors in this movie made with that, you know, same kind of, you know, mentality or just mishap. 
and for it being about invisibility, make sure the character's fucking invisible. You had one job, movie. One fucking job. Number one. Although Kitty spends the majority of the film quote-unquote naked to be invisible, we don't get to see her naked as she's invisible at the time that she's naked. I mean, come on, why are you going to tease us that much? I'm not wearing any clothes, but you can't see me because I'm not even fucking on set. What the fuck, movie? Come on. I just... Uh. This movie is one big tease. So, what about, what positives can we find, Paul? Let's, right. What did you think of? Well, during your bottom three, I managed to scratch my brain and come up with some positives. And, well, number three, the movie is only an hour 13 minutes, so I didn't have to sit through it for that long, even though it felt much longer. Number two, this movie is part of the Invisible Man Legacy Collection box set. Meaning that it's basically just an added feature that came along with the original Invisible Man and probably other better Invisible People movies. So, if you happen to buy this collection, you can easily skip this one and still get your money's worth. And number one. So, apparently alcohol consumption will not only prevent someone who became invisible from becoming visible again, but will also turn somebody who was formerly invisible invisible again after becoming coming visible. Not gonna lie, that, that's a pretty nifty uh, ability. Uh, oddly enough, it reflected uh, my experience watching this, because I found alcohol gave me the ability to like sit through this movie as if it was invisible at times. So for me, number three is actually uh, just what Paul said on number one. Uh, alcohol aids in being invisible. I, I don't have to extrapolate on that any more than Paul did. Number two, the mob boss's scientist, oddly enough, looks like a 1940s cross between Tom Savini and Mel Brooks. Oh my god, you're right. And it just, I don't know, that made me, that, that was like the only genuine smile that I got in the film was I was like, I was like, wow, that's the like past to love child, Tom Savini and Mel Brooks. That's amazing. And uh, number one, so the movie is called The Invisible Woman. There is a woman who is invisible in the movie. So it completely meets the criteria of the title, which so many times does not happen with movies that I've watched. The, the title promises one thing, and the movie delivers something completely different. So I am excited and happy that the movie called The Invisible Woman has a woman who is invisible in it. They got the bare minimum right making this film. So, you know, something we uh, didn't really mention was uh, the dialogue of the film. Which there's a good reason for. But, you know, we're going to give it our best chance and we're going to give this film a good old-fashioned quote war. quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll start us off with, This is a call to adventure. I ain't got a mother, but I got a gun. Do you always wear a shotgun to keep you dry? I am the voice for your conscience. In the kitchen, where you belong. Look now, sir. Flying cats. I've warned you to go easy on the spirits. Back to Mexico, you wolf in scientist clothing. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time we give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? 
I gave it a 9 out of 10. I'm slightly more generous in giving 8 out of 10. So, I have to say, The Invisible Woman should have been The Invisible Movie. It's the unnecessary sequel to the unnecessary sequel, The Invisible Man Returns. The issue being that this movie lacks the star power of Vincent Price, and therefore any watchability. They try to go from being a thriller to a comedy, and it falls just as flat on its face as some of the slapstick gags of the film. There are two characters in this film, Buffoon and The Woman. And you guessed it, every character aside from Kitty is a buffoon. This movie sucks. Fuck The Invisible Man Returns and fuck The Invisible Woman. At this point, I feel like I'd rather watch Hollow Man. At least that Invisible Person movie has Kevin Bacon in it. The Invisible Man is a classic film which turned the villain of H.G. Wells' novel into one of the most iconic monsters in cinema history. Standing alongside legendary horror icons such as Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, the mummy, and the Phantom of the Opera, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who hasn't heard of the Invisible Man. The same, however, cannot be said about his female counterpart. The Invisible Woman is a comedy that somehow manages to feel like it's trying way too hard while also hardly trying at all. The jokes are lame, even for the standards of the 1940s. The characters are annoying and unlikable, and the story is just boring and stupid. Aside from parodying the concept of a person becoming invisible through the wonders of science, The Invisible Woman fails to pay homage to the film it was attempting to parody in any meaningful way. Instead, it consists of little more than seemingly never-ending barrage of bad, bad, bad puns and poorly implemented slapstick comedy. I wish this movie was invisible, so that no one would have to, ever have to sit through it again. That way it could just sit in the back of some warehouse while it rots and turns into dust and vanishes into the abyss like every, all shitty movies like this should. So there you have it, an 8 out of 10 from Paul and a 9 out of 10 from me. You know, I think maybe we need to forget about this film, so let's tell our friends how we can drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. We'll give some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time the butler falls down, take a drink. Number two, every time the dick guy insults Kitty, take a drink. Number three, whenever the mobsters show up, take a drink. Number four, anytime science words are spoken, Take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's an Invisible Man legacy movie, every time someone is invisible, take a drink. Every time someone laughs, take a drink. Every time you see a cat, take a drink. Every time you hear a shitty pun, take a drink. Every time alcohol is consumed, take a drink. And those are your ways you can drink away the stick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else being related, you can leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can also check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So this is the third year we've participated in Universal Monster Movie Month. And we've seen three movies, so let's rank them as we do the movies when we do them in a month. For me, number three, The Invisible Woman. It needs to be invisible and just stay away forever. Number two, The Invisible Man Returns. Vincent Price's voice the movie. I mean, is there anything more soothing than listening to Vincent Price for an hour and a half? And number one, Frankenstein. 
a movie that elicits so much emotion and quite possibly the best of the original Universal Monster movies. Very well written, very well acted, just all around a fantastic movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mine's uh, pretty predictable. Number three, The Invisible Woman. Uh, I think I've said enough of that. Number two, The Invisible Man Returns. It wasn't The Invisible Woman. And number one, Frankenstein. It's a fantastic movie, and it just overshadows the other ones, like... Like Frankenstein's yeah. shadow. Yeah, like Frank over, <laughs> over the Invisible Man. It towers over them like a behemoth. So, enjoy the rest of Universal Monster Month, and until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over the next